Hey everybody, this is Father John Ricardo with Acts 29, and in the middle of all the craziness and the uncertainty that's going on right now, it seems from our perspective as a team that it's worth using these days to reflect in a more deliberate way on the scriptures every day, which for many of us now is the only spiritual food that we're receiving. And so we're going to do a special podcast series simply entitled, Be Not Afraid, God's Word in Uncertain Times. And we'll try to post something every day, usually reflecting on the scriptures so that we can listen in on what God is trying to say to us in these days. I heard a story the other day of a a woman at the outset of the coronavirus who reached across the street to a neighbor who apparently was known in the neighborhood to be a a bit of a curmudgeon, I believe we used to say, somewhat of a difficult personality. But she called her and she just said she knew she lived alone. She says, hey, I'm running to the grocery store. I want to know, is there anything at all that you might need? Anything from, uh, you know, either the grocery store or the pharmacy or the drugstore? And then after that, she says, you know, I know there's uh, one of the homes in the neighborhood who has invited a priest over to celebrate Mass so that the people can uh, attend the Eucharist. And she says, is there any chance that you might want to come? She didn't even know she was Catholic, I don't think. And the older woman on the other end of the line says, you know, I think that's the kindest thing that's ever been said to me in my life. Thank you for that. That story came to mind this morning as I was praying on this uh, great feast of the Annunciation of our Lord Jesus in the background of uh, the coronavirus, which continues to occupy our attention, obviously. And it got me thinking about a simple truth, that history is not some unrelated series of events. History is his story, quite literally, the his being God's. And he's a dramatist. He's written a drama, which is not to say that every person who's alive or ever has been alive is a puppet. They're just play acting and God's pulling strings. That's not the point at all. It is to say, rather, that history's going somewhere, that God called all of creation into existence with a purpose in mind, a meaning in mind, an ultimate destiny in mind, most especially an ultimate destiny for the human person, male and female, who's created in his image and likeness for friendship with him, with each other, and in fact, destined to be divinized. That's the end of every human person. And it got me thinking about how significant every action that we make is, that nothing we do is in vain, no matter if anybody sees it or not, no matter how grand it might appear or not. At the very beginning of the story of the human race, Scripture helps us understand that God not only called everything into being, but that it went off the rails. And it's, it's not our purpose right now to talk about that. We've talked about that in other places, and we will again. But in Genesis chapter 3, God makes a promise. And he makes a promise that he will restore his creation, that he's going to do something about what's happened, about how sin and death have entered into the world. He alone can do this. Because he alone is God. He alone can save us. And yet, at the same time, the human person is going to have an instrumental role in this. In fact, a woman is going to have the most instrumental role in this. That's what he promises. And that woman's name is Mary. And today, as we celebrate the Feast of the Annunciation of the Lord, we also celebrate and honor this woman without whom 
our race would have no hope, at least so far as we know. Because if Mary had not said yes that day in that obscure village called Nazareth, when the archangel Gabriel appeared to her and invited her to say yes to what God was inviting her to do, namely become the mother of his son, the one through whom and for whom the entire universe was created. If Mary had not said yes on that day, and she could have said no, we know that because Eve did, the very first woman who said no, which brought about the destruction or rather the enslavement of our race. If she had said no, we would have no hope. But Mary didn't say no. Mary said yes. Mary said to the archangel Gabriel, behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Do to me whatever you want. May it be done to me according to your will. As one person put it, I am entirely yours. Do with me according to your heart's desire. And so God receives her yes. And because of that, God enters into the world in the person of Jesus. And that makes possible our salvation. It's because of that that we honor Mary the way we do. It's appropriate to honor people for great things that they've done. We worship God and God alone, but we honor people. We honor all sorts of people, right? People have done great things in commerce or in politics or uh, in the military or family life, education, even sports, right? We do that and we don't think there's anything wrong with that. And there's not. But no one, no human person is more deserving of our honor than Mary. Because again, without her, the race would have no hope. But then it got me thinking about that woman that I heard about who invited her neighbor over to the house for Mass and asked if she could do anything for her. Especially in these days of the coronavirus, when there's so much fear, so much uncertainty, so much worry and anxiety, you and I have opportunities every single day to make choices which, though they may not seem all that grand, and they certainly don't compare with what it is that Mary did, they're not in vain They're part of, or they can become part of, this extraordinary story that God is telling. Maybe you feel an inspiration today to to reach out to a friend who's a nurse or a physician, or um, maybe you're at the grocery store and you just make an effort to thank the person who's there at the checkout counter, who's in many ways putting their life on the line. All those actions, small as they might seem, oh, those things are not in vain. And God will remember them. And he will honor us for them. And at the end of time, when all of history is put right, when all of creation is uh, remade, a creation which uh, began to be remade at the moment of the resurrection of our Lord Jesus, then all these people right now who are doing these extraordinary things, all these things that you and I have an opportunity to do today, God will acknowledge, he'll honor, and we will see the great things that people have done. I guess the simple thought I had this morning is Mary was born for her time. And again, to be clear, her decision was the most important decision ever made by a human person. And she wasn't afraid. And she did what God was asking. You and I are born for this time, for these very particular days that we find ourselves living in right now. And today, God's going to give all sorts of inspirations Uh, ideas, thoughts into our minds, 
opportunities to reach out to people, to do something kind, to call the neighbor across the street, to reach out to the person we know who's putting themselves in harm's way out of love for others. Let's act on those inspirations, just as Mary did. Let's do the right thing, even if nobody ever hears about it until the end of time. Let's say to the Lord, Lord, go ahead and write history today through me. Use me however you want to do that, even as you used Mary. Mary was born for that time, and she wasn't afraid. You were born for this time. Don't be afraid. God is with you. Mm-hmm.